coming up on this episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. Just like Rome wasn't built in a day, neither was Money Pants. In fact, it's taken us about 20 years to get to where we are now. And today, we are going to get personal and relate the story of how Money Pants came to be. Oddly enough, it wasn't the ease of a perfect life that motivated the creation of Money Pants. Instead, it was a lot of very difficult situations that prompted new solutions. We're going to share 10 distinct moments in time that really helped us define Money Pants. And by the end of this story, we're hoping you'll feel confident that if we can do Money Pants and it helped our family, it will do the same for you and more so. In fact, we strongly suspect that if you adopt Money Pants, you will probably most definitely outdo us. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. My dear old grandmother always used to say that the way to a man's heart was through his stomach. She was a wonderful woman, but a terrible heart surgeon. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of eight sons and seven daughters, ranging in age from toddler to college student. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens, and that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. And today's topic, Hannah, is pretty personal. We're going to share some, I don't know, not so flattering stories, I guess, about uh, how Money Pants came to be. And this has been a long journey, and I guess it's kind of still ongoing, but how it got to be to where it is today. How about that? Um, so today we're going to talk about the basically kind of like 10 maybe key points or pivots during our money pants journey. These these 10 critical moments where we made big realizations that, that led to money pants to where it is today. And, and the first one was when we were basically we were newlyweds and we had just moved to L.A. and we had a nine month old little baby. Yeah, we were brand new parents. Yep. Uh, we had just moved away from our college town. We were in we were in L.A. We were in La Crescenta. And your sister. Yeah, my sent older sister a, sent us a, a cassette tape. It was a parenting expert or a whatever, a, a psychology expert in, yeah. in family parent, what a family development, childhood, something like that. Yeah, and he had a he had like a parenting program, mm-hmm. and she sent me one of the tapes from this parenting program. And the the tape that she sent us, we listened to it, and we were just, our minds were blown by it. because I think she sent us several, but there was one in particular, one side of one tape. Yeah, there, there was this one tape that she sent. And cassette it, tapes. It was cassette <laughs> tape. And, and uh, it talked about, uh, the guy called it a token economy. And it was, it was basically the idea of, hey, let your kids earn things. Yeah. Um, Let your kids earn some of the things that they're, they're getting. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, it's, it sounded a little more complicated, but but no, the idea, it just blew our minds because that wasn't something we had ever considered before. No. And Well, I wasn't raised that way. I wasn't either. That was a totally foreign concept, except when I heard it, I'm like, that's brilliant. 
that's how you do it. That's yeah. it. That made, and it just it resonated with me, <clears throat> Hannah. So after that, my mom, uh, as a Christmas present, got us the whole, all the tapes. There were like 16 or 17 yeah. of them. And, and we listened to them and listened to them and tried to understand them. And, uh, and then tried reading the manual. And, and it, it, his, it, okay, I, I will say the best thing that we got out of all those tapes was still that first one that it we It was heard, the first one we listened to. Which it was, was the, the, best the concept one. of this, this token economy, let your kids earn some of the things that, um, that they get. But the problem was, is, is it this person who was presenting all these ideas had never actually tried any of them in his own home with his own kids. It was all theory. He had these advanced degrees in psychology and stuff. and But he had gotten them after he had already raised his kids. Right. And he was saying, oh, I wish I would have like tried these things with my kids. But he hadn't. And so um, the thing that was was hard about it is like we were like like going through all this stuff trying to figure out, well, how do you apply these ideas to mm. these different situations and what are the practical things I need to do in order to apply this? And we couldn't find it because it didn't exist. Well, no, it was a cool concept, but it was remarkably difficult to implement. Yeah, and and then to to make it more complicated, there were some things introduced in there that that weren't actually. Yeah, we've since discovered they were yeah, just plain wrong. It, there was wrong advice in there, <laughs> like really bad. Yeah, like, wrong advice that we tried and we're like, okay, that failed miserably. That's not a good idea to do that, and uh, so we had to kind of push aside the stuff that was not correct and then um, but that pull, was that was just through trial and error though. yeah but pull out the stuff that that well, was well, that good. was the problem though is he, he had some ideas and we're like oh that makes sense and he had all the logic and the reasoning and the psychology and the studies to back it up we're like okay yeah sure and we tried it <laughs> didn't work and it was it was a colossal flop and we tried and we gave every single one of these a good old honest college try like we genuinely tried to implement pretty much everything this guy taught. And we discovered that a lot of it was a bunch of hooey, really. Yeah. Um, hey, and we all tried it all out on our oldest daughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no anyway. just through the years, we've, we've tried different no, things. we've that, tried different things. We're like any other parent. We're like, oh, okay, let's let's try that. Let's see if that works. That sounds, you know, this is from an expert and blah, and, blah, blah. And, but at about uh, that same time, we had just moved to, to Glendale by this point. And I think we had two kids now and there were and I, I remember driving down i want to say it was chevy chase boulevard or chevy chase drive whatever i was di- driving down chevy chase and i had i think we had twelve hundred dollars in the bank and it was bothering me that i didn't know what it was for i knew i had rent and i knew i had uh food and i had electric and, and bills and stuff and i also had some fun money and i had some clothing money in there but i didn't know how much and i didn't know what i could spend today and i wanted to buy some uh, some stuff and i didn't know if i could and so i ended up not and it bothered me i'm like i, I wish there wasn't just one big lump sum i wish the bank would tell me oh you have a thousand dollars in here but 400 is for this, and 200 is for this, and 150 is for that, and 20 is for this, and you can spend in you know these today, and you'll still be on track for your budget. And I couldn't do that, and I, I didn't have that ability. And I, I kind of that was the first time I'm like, I really wish that existed. Well, because had, if you don't have that information, it limits what choices y- you can make. And I had tried different budgeting programs. I tried spreadsheets. I tried. Um, 
what was it, Quicken and Microsoft Money and these other uh, programs. And that, well, not at that point. That was later. But later I would try a bunch of different programs and none of them did what I actually wanted them to do. So that idea was kind of percolating. This was all, you know, Early, early, early in on. our marriage. So that, that, that was the first. That was the first aha moment. Was this whole idea from this 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 expert that kids should earn some of the things that they get. The second, though, big aha was our oldest and her 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 butterfly costume. And I think our oldest was about two years old. And well, Hannah, you know you know the story better than I do because you were the one that did it. And I think this was brilliant. And this was <laughs> genius. And this is really what kind of kickstarted the whole money pants thing in our in our home. Yeah. So my oldest kept me on my toes. She was extremely independent, extremely I would energetic, say fier- fiercely. <laughs> Fiercely Fiercely independent, fiercely energetic. Yeah, and was very impulsive. And so it was just, it was funny having her as my oldest because here I was, one of the oldest kids in a large family. And here I was with this little daughter of mine who was just like, seriously, what's the term? Crawling up the walls and like... A curtain climb and an ankle biter. And and people like would say, Oh, you need to discipline your child. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm trying not to strangle her. What do you mean I shouldn't discipline her? Like I'm pretty sure I'm over disciplining her at this point. She's the only child we've ever had to put on a leash in public. Yeah, I, I actually for her safety, I had to crochet a leash so she didn't die. And I've I've never had to do that since I, I you know it was a um, four point like a harness thing that she wore yeah it was to keep her safe because she would just run out into the street she would just jump off the cliff or <laughs> yeah. fling herself out of the I was into it, the it was traffic it, it, you know you'd be like oh this parent doesn't know how to handle their child yeah that's right and neither would you if that was your child it's just. It was scary having a child like that. And it's it's funny because like I've seen other parents who sometimes have a similar situation and I see how the people around them judge them of, oh, well, they're just not disciplining their kid or they're not. And it's like, no, you need to have one of your own in order to, all that judgment would stop right there. So it was a difficult situation and people were constantly like telling me I needed to discipline. Okay, this was the child who would be up at 4.30 in the morning, unloaded all the stuff from the refrigerator onto onto the kitchen floor, what had had uh, flour and ketchup and and eggs, cracked eggs, all Worcestershire on the, sauce, mixing it on the floor, and and she's there clicking the 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 stove, the the well the yeah the gas the stove. gas stove click click, and click. I I happen to wake up at four thirty in the morning and go why am I awake? I don't hear anything. I don't why, but I was wide awake and I'm like okay, I need to go check on check on the kids. And I'm like, this is stupid. And I go downstairs and I go around to the kitchen area and I'm like, oh. And there she is. <laughs> there clicking. she is, my one and a half year old leaning over the stove, trying to turn it on. And she couldn't barely talk, but she she, she just uh, turned to me and smiled and said, pancakes. <laughs> you know, 18 months old. That's <laughs> the entire fridge unloaded. Anyway. But that was just everywhere I went, every everything, it was hard to keep up with that energy level that she had. So one time, uh, a lady at church gave me 
um, a little, it was uh, close to Halloween time and she gave me, or Christmas time, and she gave me a little angel outfit. Um, no, it was a butterfly. Or, it yeah, had it, two it wings was, and the little okay, headband okay. with the antenna. Oh, yeah, it was a little butterfly outfit. It kind of looked like an angel outfit. It did. It but, was very cute. Um, I, anyway, and she had given it to me for my daughter. And so, I, you know, when I got home, my natural instinct was like, hey, somebody gave this. It's for you. Then I looked around. I don't know. I I looked around at the mess she was making or whatever. And then I'm like, it's for you to earn. And she was two years old. And I I put it up top. And she really liked it. She's all excited about it. Oh, no, no. She was gaga about this. And I'm like, okay, you're going to get to earn this. And this is the first time I ever tried it, and you know, I was I was unsure it would even work because she's only two years old. Mm-hmm. And I, I made a chart with a um, hundred squares on it, and I'm like, anytime you help me out, I'll put a, a mark on your on this. And when it's all filled up, you can have that. Mm-hmm. And she took all that energy of hers and started focusing it in on, oh, I'm going to pick up these toys for mom. Oh, I'm going to do this. Wipe and, the counter. Yeah, and help clear all the table. of a sudden, this this little kid who had been tearing up my house, like tearing it up, was now like taking that same energy and helping me out. And it was like, uh, but what surprised me is what she was able to do. I had Uh, no idea a two-year-old could, could, you know, and granted, she's very smart, very intelligent, but I had no idea a two-year-old could do so much. (laughs) And and so- How how capable she was. Yeah. Yeah. And and at about that same time, soon thereafter, I had our third baby was born. And so I had a two-year-old, a one-year-old, and a newborn. And around that time, you know, my my husband, uh, he he was working really long hours. I think at one point you were like working 17-hour days. You had a really long commute. And so he would come home and and crash and get a tiny bit of sleep and head off to work anyway. But a lot of times when he'd come home, I would just be like, the house would be a disaster. And I would be bawling going, I can't do this. I am going crazy. I'm overwhelmed. It looks like I haven't done anything all day. I've been cleaning the house all day. <laughs> it looks like a disaster. And Oh, and I was just exhausted. And he's like, uh, you know, what? What's going You know, he wasn't sure what to do to help me. And I, w- I happened to be reading a book, uh, it was about a, a, a respectable man in history, and it was talking about how his, his he didn't have a dad, and he was his mom's oldest child, and he would help his mom since when he was a little boy. Late into the night, he would be pressing the pedal to her sewing machine so they could have enough money for food and stuff like that. And she was like a seamstress. Yes, okay. yes. And, and that was kind of how she was supporting their family since their dad was gone. And, and and all of a sudden, it occurred to me that here was this great man, and he was sharing this story about how he had developed that character. And I was like, wait a minute, kids, it's good for them to help out. 
it's good for them to to learn to be part of the family a lot and, of benefits there. and yeah. help out. And I don't know why that was such an aha moment. It seems done now that I'm saying it out loud. But the realization I made was that I was pulling my hair out because I had three children and I was trying to do everything for them and provide everything for them. So you'd be, and, you would no, no, you would be busy cleaning up one mess and they were off making another. Yeah. And, and you're they, just following they, them around yes, cleaning up the messes. Yes, and you can't keep up with yeah. three like that. Uh-huh. You're outnumbered. It's just too overwhelming. And the epiphany I had was that that wasn't actually what was good for them. It wasn't good for me and it wasn't good for them. That it was actually part of my job as a mother to to teach my kids to help out. And instead of this idea of I'm going to do everything for them. And and so once I I crossed that that threshold or or, or once I I made that realization, all of a sudden it made things uh, manageable at home. Mm. I wasn't it wasn't me against all the kids or me just being the maid cleaning up after everybody else. It was okay, no. We're all going to clean up. <laughs> but this was all because of that realization of how capable our two-year-old was. Yeah, because little... I didn't even I, I didn't even realize that a, a kid could do that. So the combination of realizing that my daughter could sweep up a mess. But not only that, and but she, she... It was beneficial for her. But it, it combined with the idea of it's actually good for her. And it's going to build the character that that will help her in that the future. A, Hannah, that was such a major yeah. aha moment. Yeah. Once I realized that my kids needed to help out, and we started developing a system for them to do that. So it wasn't just all on me mm-hmm. and all on you. It was, okay, no, uh, if you're two years old or older, you're going to start helping out. You're going to start only can, having... you should. Yeah, and, and that you should. That made all the difference where uh, it, it things became easier after that. But when people say, I, I've noticed it's very common for people, once they have two children, they're, they're like, okay, we're good, we're good. But when they have the third child, they always get overwhelmed. And they're like, we're done. We're done. I'm going crazy. We're done. And I know exactly the reason why, because I hit that same three-child point myself where it's like I can't do this I can't do this and the thing is is you can't you can't keep doing everything for your kids once you have three kids you you face that realization when you had one you could you could feasibly do everything for that child when you have two yeah you, you still can but when you have three it's just too much and so people are like oh that's too many children but really the the realization what has to happen there is you have to go, okay, nope, everybody needs to start helping out. And that's what should happen. Even if you only have one child mm-hmm. or two chil- two children, you want to make that realization anyway. It's just harder to make that realization because you can get away right. with giving them everything or doing everything for them, but it's not what's good for them. But as soon as you have three children... But, but as soon as you have three children... Reality sets in. Y- you're kind yeah. of forced into that. And the truth of the matter is, is once you put a system in place... 
You can have three children, you can have 10 children, you can have 15 children. It doesn't matter. You have a system in place and you will never be as overwhelmed as you were when you had three children yep. Yep. and you didn't have a system in place and, and every, you were trying to do everything for everybody. And every family that has more than three children knows this and they have a system in place. Whatever whatever the system may be, every family has a system. Yeah, because you would go insane without a system. Yeah. You would. You would just go nuts. So Any system is better than no yeah. system at all. Like, And by the time you have three or more children, you develop some system of some sort. So that was the second big aha was, you know, the, the, these, these point charts. The third big event was when we started doing this kind of on a regular basis. We kind of systematized it mm-hmm. where uh, there, was a, there was a place down the street that, that did printing and I knew, the, I knew the owner and I said, hey, can you, can you print a bunch of these little you know, point charts on like little squares, maybe four inches by four inches and put a backing on it, a cardboard backing and, and so they can tear them off when they're done, that sort of thing. And, and the guy's like, oh yeah, sure. And it cost a couple of bucks and we had a big box of them. And I had the kids' names on them, you know. Yeah, and had, you glued magnets on the back. And I put back. magnets on the back yeah. and I stuck them on the fridge. And we told the kids, okay, you know, you do your jobs and you do, and you, you help out around the house and you do what you're supposed to be doing. And, uh, you know, like things like brushing your teeth or, or uh, wiping the table or basically whatever, or a good behavior on a trip or help mom unload the groceries, help with dinner, that sort of stuff. You could mark points on your point chart. And as soon as you got, you filled out one, I would flip it over and write one movie ticket voucher or something like that. I don't know. It was a super date is what we called it. And if they collected 10 of these filled out point charts, I would take them on a super date. And a super date was, well, at the time it was basically any, like we'd take them out for ice cream or, or, Chuck, e. Cheese or Chuck E. Cheese. Or- oh, I remember that. Or yeah. I remember one time we actually, um, I took, three or four kids to go watch Wreck-It Ralph in the theater. And I brought, I bought that and they were allowed to have two treats. So they could have a drink and a, and a uh, popcorn or, or two candies or whatever. And it was very, very effective where they, and they, it was a really good system. It worked, it worked really well, which kind of led into the, the fourth thing that happened was people started asking us what our secret was. And I don't, and it was on a regular basis. And I remember one week in particular, I got asked every single day of the week, wow, your kids are so well-behaved. Wow, your kids are so talented. Wow, your or kids are hard-working. so hardworking. What's your secret? And I remember thinking, oh, well, duh, it's easy. Just let them earn some of the things that they, you would have given them anyway. Don't give them stuff. Have them earn some stuff. That's it. That was, that was the whole secret. And I realized that there was a, a kind of a need for this where people wanted... Maybe maybe a, a way to, to implement this because people are asking on a regular basis. So we kind of got a little more a little more detailed in our point charts, may, including you know, maybe some habits in there and, and you know, helping our kids develop a good social skills and, and and meal habits and that sort of thing. But it still wasn't quite as organized as it is today. It was just kind of percolating, I guess. Which and then that leads to to our fifth kind of the fifth moment. Then uh, this was a big one where well, we I- had to to leave. LA for health reasons where we had been there for a decade and we had noticed that in the last couple of years there that something was going wrong with our health and the health of our children 
But then yeah. also like the health of a lot of people we knew that yeah. had kids. They were having like a lot of the similar problems. No, we knew a six-year-old girl who had to get her gallbladder no, removed. No, she was five. She was five? Okay. Yeah. A five-year-old girl that had to get her gallbladder removed. Like, Yeah. Oh, the thing is, all my kids were complaining that their right rib hurt after every meal. And I mentioned this to other parents, and it surprised me how many other moms went, my kids are complaining about that too. No, no, no. Remember the really attractive uh, woman you said you ran into at the store? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like trying to figure out the problem and I was asking other people. And we moms, should back up. Oh. We should back up. We did we did filtered water, we did reverse osmosis water, we did um, air purifiers, we did all organic, we did raw milk, we did I like we we tried everything we yeah, could. Yeah, yeah. And so we were just like, gosh, and you don't usually share your health problems, but we were having like severe diarrhea, we were having headaches all the time, we were that muscle pain, um, but, muscle Back, yeah, back but, but yeah. All, everybody was, it, even my little kids were saying their right rib hurt after meals. So I was trying to figure out what am I doing wrong? And and so I finally was like, you know what, it's gotten so bad. I, I'm just going to put it out there and start asking people. And I got freaked out because of like this one lady that she's a very attractive lady. Her kids looked pretty healthy and uh, more healthy than most people's kids and i'm like i'm gonna ask her where she does her shopping and mm-hmm. and and what she eats and so one day we were um at the park day together and we were the only ones there and and so i i said okay i'm gonna ask her and i said so what does your family eat like i just out of curiosity it kind of sounded like a casual question and she broke down crying. She's like, I don't know. I don't know what to eat. I feel terrible no matter what. And I'm having all these health problems and I can't function and blah, 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 blah. And I've tried this and I've tried that diet and I've tried that. I feel better if I go out of LA and go visit family on the East Coast. But when I come back, all the problems come back again. And and so that's, I was like, okay, wow. Well, she's the healthiest looking person I know. So I'm just gonna... And I had heard that from a couple of people that they felt better when they left. And so our health problems had gotten so bad, it got to the point where we were like, okay, we, even though my husband's career was down there, we're like, our, that our family and the health of our family is more important. And so we're like, we finally agreed that we were going to do a one year experiment, move out of LA and see if our health improved because yeah. we had tried everything we possibly could. So we were finally like, there has to be something going on here environmentally. And it, it, LA, there were actually too many possibilities. I called the water company trying to figure out if it was the water. I did a whole like research into where the water comes from, and it was more complicated than you would expect. And no, um, but Hannah, we but, had the high-end air purifiers. We had the reverse osmosis yeah, and the water purifiers. Yeah, I had a well. I like had a friend who like uh, what's that called when you do the typing up for court cases? Oh, um, stenographer. No, I, 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 I don't know. Whatever they're called, she had that job, and she was telling me she's like, oh yeah, there was some. I think it's big, called court reporter. Yeah, court reporter. She's like, there was some big chemical leak in the in in the color along the Colorado River, and this company was dumping all these poisonous chemicals in the water, and they were supposed to clean it up. They never did, and you know, 
knows? So it might be the water. And then, um, and then you heard on the news that there was a garbage crisis in LA, yeah. and to deal with it, they were burning all the garbage and using this new EPA method to burn all the garbage at the landfills. Highly debated. Yeah. And it was highly debated whether or not it was safe for the surrounding communities because of the burning plastic. So we weren't sure what the problem was. Where we lived used to have Lockheed, and so <laughs> all I sorts of stuff was dumped on the ground. And but we, the fact is, though, we didn't know, and we tried everything we could. Yeah. And nothing worked, so we did the, the one-year experiment. We're like, okay, yeah. we're going to leave. We're gonna leave. We're gonna try it for a year. We had yeah. enough. We had saved up enough money. We were we were doing okay financially. We're like we can we can do this. And during that time, Hannah, we relied heavily on money pants to maintain that a system of order. Yeah, because and, we our health was not good. And I think this would be a good segue to to, to clarify, <clears throat> Hannah. We do not have. I, I think some people look at us and go, "Well, you must have unlimited you, energy." Yeah. They, well, you, you have so many kids. You must be one of those like super people. S- yeah, special people who we're not. Have <laughs> tons of energy. You're just bursting with energy. I wake up with springing out of bed at five thirty, and I go hard until eleven thirty at night, and do it again the day after day. Yeah, nope. yeah. And and here's no, here's the truth. Is. The truth is is the actually the exact opposite. I started having like a sleep disorder problem mm. and hormonal problems when I was in high school. The end, and also food allergies that I didn't know about, like that I've I've had to deal with that really like wipe me out. And then on top of that, when you have um, people assume that because I had so many children, I didn't have morning sickness, and that's not true. I had terrible morning sickness, and that's like the worst part of pregnancy was morning sickness. But then there's like after you have a baby and there's a newborn baby, you don't sleep for you know your sleep months. is pretty terrible for three maybe four months. Like despite your best efforts, that's it's it's bad, and so. I was usually either like recovering from a pregnancy or at the beginning of a pregnancy, just sick as could be mm-hmm. uh, uh, for uh, probably like half the time, like I was in yep. that yep. in that situation. And so I will promise you, I wasn't bursting with extra energy. Well, no, let's just do the math here, Hannah. Nine months of pregnancy and three months of recovery. You have 15 kids. That's 15 years of being low energy. Yeah, and so so, you, so what are you talking about? You've had five years of being great. So so yeah, <laughs> so like I was constantly, and then I, uh, always like adding a, another child into the family and going, okay, whoa, all right. So our resources, I only have X amount mm-hmm. of resources mm-hmm. and X amount of time. How am I still going to do a good job and accomplish the things that I actually want to accomplish as a mother? With all these yeah, everything restraints. That, well, everything that we wanted to teach our kids, everything we wanted to do with our kids, everything that we wanted to, the, the parents that we wanted to be. Like, we really relied heavily on money pants because we had limited energy. Hannah, you had allergies. Um, we had limited time. I was working, Hannah, I was starting a career in Hollywood where they love to abuse you. You know, 16 hour days are not uncommon. You know, 12 hour days are the norm, 10 hour days. And I had crazy hours and and so we had limited time uh, limited energy uh, we, we had to be a lot more efficient and like you said we had we had more kids by the time we left la we had seven children which yeah. which was funny because in la we were like a 
we were like a walking circus. People yeah. thought we were the, the funniest thing. They'd actually stare and, and point. Like, look at that. If the circus isn't down. It was funny. Like, because everyone down there has their one token child and that's it. No, no. They have their one token dog. Well, <laughs> they don't have a child. If they have a, if they have a child, it's one. <laughs> no. So, oh. and, and, you know, and the funny thing is, though, is, is you know, people who have more energy and more and, and are more organized than we are they could probably take money pants and really you know go far with it well yeah but you can get away with not ha- having like but we were very much obsessed with how do we maximize our energy how do we right. maximize our money how do we maximize our time right how can we be more efficient and so it's kind of like the cheaper cheaper by the dozen story yeah. where where the dad was an efficiency expert well that was kind of i'm like oh well you kind of have to be if you have a bigger family because you're constantly going back to the drawing board of okay, I'm f- I'm feeling overwhelmed. What um, what can I do? What can I cut out? What can I be yeah. more efficient about? And so you start to to uh, hone those. You're you're always paying attention to that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, and and so that to our surprise. Within about three months, a lot of the health problems went away, and then within six months, I think everyone we were we were good to go, and we're like, okay, yeah, this the experiment. pain the pain in the right rib had gone away by six months, but yeah, yeah everybody's appetites increased, the headaches growing. went away, yeah. uh, weird problems that we had developed to start skin skin issues and stuff so like we, that. So we were, okay, we're gonna have to make a go of this uh, in this new area. We weren't in LA anymore, so I was kind of, you know, reinventing myself uh, in my career-wise. But we had it. We had a game plan, and we were working on it. And then, moment number six arrived, where a person that we knew from LA, who we trusted, who, who we were friends, friends. Well, with. you were close friends with his wife, and yeah. she's a she was an actor on TV, and you can you know look her up on IMDb. She's she was very legit. Um, and a bunch of very popular high-end shows, and and um, and her husband approached us and said, "Hey, I want to do. I have this business venture I want to do with you guys." And we're like, "Okay." And we we ended up putting a lot of money into it. And to make a long story short, a three-year story short, he embezzled all the money, and we were left holding the bag. And it was, boy. Hannah, that was really bad. We had, and we were very, very scrupulous financially. Yeah, we had, and he had done the same thing to a whole you know, bunch of other. It turns out he basically he'd been running like a, 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 a kind of like a Ponzi scheme where he was having one, he was get, collecting money from one person and paying it forward to another person to convince them to join his team, and then he'd use that person to provide him with all these professional services. And, that, but making a lot of promises to a lot yeah. of people that he couldn't actually and fulfill. He, he just ended up being a scammer. And he ended up doing it to, we tracked down a dozen other people that he had done this to. Um, we weren't the only ones. And he he hurt a lot of people. And then he ended up leaving his wife and children. This guy had four kids and he, he left them in the lurch. Like he didn't just leave us in the lurch. He left everybody in the lurch, including his own family. And it turned out he had some addictions um, that... Yeah. He was using the money. It was just a big disaster. And yeah. we and, and it, it was sad because the addictions became more important to him than the relationships. Than but anything. the point the yeah. point of that the point of that was we were left in financial ruin. No, Hannah, that, like mm. financial ruin. We, um and it was dark times. Yeah. I mean, that was boy, that was those were, Hannah. That, there's no other way to put it. Dark 
times where we had no money, we had no hope, we had no way of, of running our, our our system. You know, kids can't earn well, anything well, if we're not yeah, making it, any it, money. I can't <laughs> I can't pay my kids. The whole everything kind of collapses. Everything just goes into almost immediate ruin. Like, and I remember everything was in disarray. Well, it was were falling apart. The stress level was we, so the, high. The, 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 sto- the stove broke. And we didn't have a stove for a year. You had to cook outside on the barbecue, and then that broke. And so we had to find one on the side of the road to cook on so we could actually eat the food. And oh, it was just or what food? Yeah. Every day, like wondering, okay, where are we going to get food from? Where are we going to? And then, our, oh, no, and then our house went into foreclosure. And then, I don't know, it, maybe this wasn't the low point, but this was one of the low points when we got this. And it was this. Oh, we had friends over. Or like there were some people we knew were over at our house when that happened. Somebody, and it's the repo man. Yeah. There to take away our one remaining working car. Because our other cars, we had two other cars. And they were both broken down. We couldn't afford to fix them. And so we had one working car. And, oh, and by the way, uh, I couldn't find a job. It didn't matter what I did. It was just the weirdest thing. I had we, qualifications it, out the wazoo. I was at, I was applying for jobs. You were applying for jobs. It was bizarre. It was, you know, it was paralyzing. It was emotionally exhausting. It was paralyzing. You know, we were wondering, where's the next meal going to come from? And it certainly wasn't, hey, how can we help our kids develop their talents? <laughs> how can we help our kids develop money management skills? No, none of that. It was, hmm, how are we going to feed our family? How are we going to have a place to stay? Because And here was the deal was because our house had gone into foreclosure, my husband was able to pull it out because he got some part-time work at like or a, a small job doing construction work we had to put it on the market yeah we had to put it on the market and then like when, when we nobody <laughs> nobody looked at our house like it was the weirdest thing because houses it, were being snatched up instantly yeah and for, for a lot for a lot more than ours was and, and five like, months nobody even looked at our house except, and the real estate agent was like this is weird i don't think you're meant to sell or you know, except except one, one family person. who showed up and r- driving a beater car, claiming they were invest- from investors from L.A. who had investment properties in Florida and L.A. And, and we're like, and it just didn't pass the smell test. And they didn't have their documentation. Yeah, well, well and- they didn't have their documentations, but they came or the real. We didn't know that. But anyway, um, to make a long story afterwards, short, I told my mom, I'm like, you know, I, I kind of had the feeling they were scoping out my house to like rob it. That was the vibe. Because they would ask questions like, hey, do you have a dog? Does your alarm system work? Can I go in your bedroom and look around without you? What sort of locks do you keep on your doors? Like really weird questions. Yeah, does this alarm system work? To see? And we're, I'm like, um, anyway, so next week our house got robbed twice. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man, it was just like, I don't know, salt in the yeah, wound, yeah, insult yeah. to injury, uh, kick us while we're Oh, down. no, no. What just... I had said to my mom was, you know what? It, it's funny, but there's nothing in our house that's valuable. The only thing of any value are my husband's tools in the garage. he's currently using to support the family. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> All yeah. his tools got stolen. Well, that was the weirdest thing. I went out to get uh, my tools, and I'm like, oh, did I put them in the wrong spot? Maybe Hannah moved them? And no. 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 Had, uh, yeah. So, yeah. like I said dark times uh-huh. and, uh, and and uh, as part uh, but, of that but the worst part of it the worst part of it was the rejection uh, uh, from other people because yeah, that was really weird here's Anna. here's the deal when you're down and i'm I, I know there has to be at least one country song about this but th- there's one silver lining about when you are broke or when you are like 
at a low point, you find out who your real friends are. Yeah. Because the people who don't like you, they let you know. And they really like. Oh, they stick pour it on. It. They're like, yeah. yeah. Well, this is your fault. You're an idiot. I hate you. And yeah, you know, you're. Serves an, you right. I've always known you were an Ser- idiot. Serves and- you right, and you're getting what you deserve. And <laughs> it's only fair because you're. Because yeah, you're because just you're a down. Loser, and, yeah. uh, people for some reason think that it's an okay time to tell you what they really think of you it's because like, yeah. you're no longer you no longer have status or you no yeah. longer. And so, one of the great things is we found out who our real friends were and one of the hard things was uh, like rejection from people that we thought were that was that were our friends and that i think was the kicker i don't know Um, all of that combined knowing that i'm going to be out on the street that we were losing our home that the repo man was coming to take our one working car away that i didn't have tools so i couldn't even work because i had that part-time job or that that temporary job doing construction that was keeping us afloat and putting food on the table like and now I couldn't do that. And it was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This- but, 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 but the other thing was here we were trying to sell our house and we there was equity in our home. Mm-hmm. But at the time, if we were to sell our house, there wasn't any, we didn't have enough money. Like there wouldn't be enough equity for us to buy another house with cash. <laughs> And, and there's no way we could do a loan. But because, because we had gone into foreclosure and we're out of work, there's no way we could um, get, a loan. get a loan. And there's no way we could even rent a place. Who would rent a pe- family of what? We had 12 children at 12 the time? 12 children, <laughs> no job, and what was the and, and a credit score in the toilet because their house yeah. had gone into foreclosure and then pulled it out. So but, like, like I said, it was, it was dark times. Yeah, so, but <laughs> if you can imagine the stress level of that situation, it was paralyzing. And so, but there were a couple of things that came out of this too, though. And that was that, you know, we could, like I said, we couldn't pay our kids anymore. So our system that we relied on heavily was, was gone. gone. It was gone. And nor um, were we in the frame of mind to be like, our focus and our energy wasn't going towards yeah. figuring that out. Our priority was making sure we had a place to live. And, and food how, to eat. Yeah. But and, and, and people stopped asking us what our secret was. Yeah. It stopped. <laughs> it completely stopped. Nobody and, was saying, gosh, can I be like you? And it was <laughs> Hannah, it was so stressful not being able to use the, the system that we had developed was brilliant. I'm just gonna say I'm not tooting my own horn here. I'm just saying we had latched on to certain principles and truths that were so effective and we relied on it heavily. And for that to be gone, it was just all pulled out. The, the taking the rug out from under us, you know, and it was, and, and all of a sudden too, we understood other people's mentality where they're like, how do you do it? We're like, without a system, yeah, you're going crazy. Oh my goodness. Okay. I've, I've never How do you noticed, do it? I can't handle my I've, three children. I've never noticed blood pressure problems until that point. And all of a sudden I'm like, I know what it feels like to have my blood pressure go up. Yeah. Like high and because it was just it it was just me could you please do this can you please do that well no we got got to to begging nagging threatening manipulating like because we had no other technique yeah guys please please for the love of all that's holy (laughs) please help me out (laughs) and that's all we could do and um and this went on for quite a while and 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 i have to say like some of my kids they they continue doing the right thing and helping yeah. out and making their beds and cleaning their rooms and and they did that the whole time whether whether they were getting rewarded or not and then others well 
They didn't. Thumb their nose at us. And yeah, said, and they're yeah. like, I don't have to. Yeah, and what you. can you what can you do about it? And so we <laughs> we out of necessity, Hannah, we after this and the thing is well, this didn't happen all of a sudden. This was a gradual process that just got worse and worse and worse. <laughs> and so we didn't if it happened all of a sudden, I think we would have gotten a little faster. Okay, how do we address this? Instead it was a gradual descent. To the point where it, and it finally got to the point where like, okay, we've we got to figure something out because nothing we're doing is working. And so that's when we were like, okay. And that, that led into the, the basically yeah. the seventh I remember here. telling you, honey, I am going crazy. I can't yep. handle this. The, I cannot handle that, this. That was the bottom it's right there. It's too stressful we, at home. Yep. And this isn't going to resolve quickly. And that's when you and I moved out. <laughs> now, no, I, I want to point out that it's very impressive that my husband and I are still married because oh going through something like that is is very difficult. Oh and if gosh. You, and if you've gone through that personally, you know how how you know challenging like. yeah. that is. But but hats off to us. Look at us; we're still married, still here. Um, strong as ever. <laughs> so, but no, but okay. So that but that led into this set the seventh moment, the seventh critical moment. When we realized that maybe there was something we could do. And this was you, Hannah. You came to me and you're like, wait a minute. What what do we have? What can we do? And we we sat down. We're like, well. We, we did a brainstorm together. Well, what do we? Well, we do have a house still. We still um, have a house. We have food. But we're like, we're, I don't, we, don't want to make it up. We're not buying our kids clothes. I'm not gonna They're rash, not on sports I'm not going to ration my They're kids not... food. That's, that's a no-no. Yeah. That was how... I was treated when I was a kid. I wasn't going to do that to my children. Food wasn't going to be a reward. And no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to rat. Oh, you don't do your job. You don't. You don't get to eat this week. And no, we weren't going to do that. And we're like, what do we have? And we're like, wait a minute. Well, we do have a pretty good movie collection. Well, we were like any family. I had bought a bunch of VHS tapes and, and I <laughs> garage sales, and, I edited and we had a lot whole of them movie and, collection. And they, they, some good movies. Yeah. And we had popcorn. And we're like, well, let's see. We could do okay. We could do that. We had to figure out how to how to restore our sanity, and we're like, we could leverage what we do have. What do we have? It's like at that moment in 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 the Three Amigos. What does this town do really well? We can sew. <laughs> that was oh, if only we'd known this sooner. You were really good at sewing. Hmm. Well, that's how we were. We're like, well, we have movies and we have popcorn. Great. Great. What do we do with that? Well, ah, ah, wait a minute. What if, and we already had limitations on TV. So we're like, wait a minute. What if we make movie night a special treat for those who do their jobs during the week? And that's also when we developed the the uh, behavior reports. for Because behavior because went down Because behavior, oh like for gosh. their teachers and church plummeted, classes. Plummeted. Yeah. And so, and because of all the drama and, going in fact, on at home, one of the teachers at church very politely said, Hey, I noticed you guys stopped doing behavior reports. I really miss those. <laughs> Which was code for your child used to behave a lot better back in the day. So we we said, you know, here we go. We're going to do a movie night. And we had all these rules like, okay, if you earned at least $10 worth of points on your point chart, we weren't going to pay you cash. But if you earned this minimum amount, you could watch the movie. And if you earned $15 on your point chart... 
then you could watch the movie and have a treat. And if you earned $20, you could watch the movie, have a treat, and invite a friend. And if you earned 25 or more, you could have movie, treat, invite, and invite two friends. And that was that was what we set up because we had... That was it. That was it. That We did not have... We did not have, like, we had no money, like, no money at all to do anything else. And you're like, well, why don't you take them on a trip somewhere? We didn't have enough money to put gas in the car. Oh, yeah, I missed I missed meetings because yeah. I, I didn't have gas. I didn't have enough money to put gas in the car to get to the meeting. Yeah, so... It, so And so we, we so called... So literally, it was, well, we have a movie collection. Yeah. And that was... That was, boy, that was That dire. was it. That was dire. That was um, it. And we, we, we tried calling this uh, Money Pants Broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, but, was, that was the um, name of our new system, Money Pants Broke. <laughs> because we were, we were broke. Um, but luckily, that this did not last indefinitely, and we eventually started to climb our way out. I, I finally landed a job. It took forever, but I, I landed a job. We started making some money again. There were a couple of other... Uh, low points and dips along the way. It, it was it was one of those when it rains, it storms yeah. situations. So there were other like other other drama, other traumatic things going on. As, as, a, well. as a consequence of the financial problem that this this former business partner had put us in. Anyway, but this led to eventually we re- arrived at this the point number eight, the moment number eight, where we were able to finally re-implement. Money pants, start paying our kids cash again, let them buy stuff again. Yeah, we went back again. to our old system. And w- what was interesting is the kids <laughs> all went, um, I kind of miss movie night. I miss the behavior reports. I, I miss movie the ticket vouchers. Reports. And, yeah. And, and we're like, oh. So what? So if- I, I was like, oh, so should we go back to doing that? And then no, because no. they still needed to buy dance clothes and, and yeah. Now we can buy. You did. And, they and, did need to buy clothes and. So they still needed to have cash, but so what we did is we ended up implementing both. We merged the two together. So all these things that we had learned about leveraging what we had uh, when we were broke, we merged that into the Money Pants financial system, and we developed this layered reward system that turned out to be very effective, more effective than it was before. Yeah, it actually, that was the silver lining. So, and then that led in, that leads into number nine, where moment number nine in the money pants evolution was we started to systematize this this process because we we knew there was a desire, a demand for it. We had met with parents that there's value here with money pants. We know it works. We've, and we, now we've kind of vetted it in every scenario. Like when we were doing really well financially in Burbank through our kind of our lean times when we moved out of Burbank to our extremely lean times after the business partner fiasco. And we're like, okay, this works. And now that we're back into you know, the regular run of things and we knew people wanted it and we knew there was a need for it. And so we started creating a paper version to kind of make it a little more easy for people to utilize and implement. And... We had other people using it, and the, oh, it, we were surprised because we're like, "What's well, a simple concept? You know, you just take some of the money you were already spending and have your kids earn it. You know, the, some of your discretionary money, and have your kids earn some of that money." And the parents were like, "Okay, great." And we would set, send them off, and they'd come back and go, "Yeah, it didn't work," or "It's too complicated," or they they couldn't figure out how to, how much to pay their kids or whatever. And we're like, "Wait, what?" And to us, because we'd been doing it for so long, and maybe because it became like. It was second nature to us. It was not second nature to other people who were trying to do it. 
And so we're like, okay. So we created a paper system and we had these very complex like um, formulas and we, we sent out spreadsheets and we had these, these um, very detailed explainer videos and it, it was just, it was too complicated. P- people were, it was too tough to track the points and the long-term progress of their kids and also very hard for them to manage all the money that their kids were earning because their kids were earning, you know, three, four, five, six hundred dollars and trying to manage when it was and where it was and all that and and whose who's was who and keep it separate from their siblings and what if they lost it or spent it wrong or whatever. And it was just, it turned out it was too much work. And and that leads into the kind of the 10th the, the moment. And that was when you and I, Hannah, we were like, we need an app. We need a digital tool to help with this process and and you know and, and this was during while i was while i was still looking for work um i would apply for jobs in the morning <laughs> and in the afternoon and then the evening and sometimes well into the night i would do youtube tutorials to learn how to program an app because we shopped around to have somebody you know hire a company to help us develop the app <laughs> and we realized real quickly it was way too expensive we couldn't afford it we could not afford seeing as we had no money, first of all, but what what little money we could scrape together. We did try hiring a company in India with my brother offered to pay for that. Yeah, and that didn't go well. It was a, that was a fiasco. Yeah. So I learned, we we realized I've got, I've got to learn. And so I learned how to program in my, what do you call it, downtime? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, but the neat yeah, thing and, was... and hats off to, uh, I have to put in a plug, my husband, here he was in this difficult, paralyzing situation. And instead of just like not doing anything and freezing, instead he was working almost around the clock feverishly learning app programming yeah. where um, he was barely getting any sleep and he would just get back up and get to work. And it just kind of like kept his mind off of- It did, actually, it helped. Off of the stressful situation because at least that was something in his power, something he could do yep. that, you know, created a little bit of hope of, okay, I can do this. I can learn this. Um, it's doable. I can I can do this. But during the process, we learned some really cool things though, Hannah. The first was- uh, that that way of budgeting that I had envisioned 20 years ago where I have $1,000, but I don't know where it goes, I figured out how I could make that work where I have $1,000 and I know that $500 goes here and $300 goes there. $500 is for, for, for sports. $300 is for uh, this upcoming class. I was able to program and lay it all out in the app and it was really exciting to me to finally see that come to fruition. And now when we would send it out to parents, it was easy for even their kids to manage the, their budgets and the spending plans and the and large amounts of money. And because it was so simple, it was such a simple concept and simple idea, and I was finally able to do it. So that was cool. And then the second thing that we learned that was really exciting was that technology has its limitations. We thought with this new app that we could do digital currency. And it turns out you still have to do cash. When teaching kids or anybody the value of money you have to start out with cash, the, the power of cold, hard cash. And we've hit this pretty hard, but th- we discovered that there is no substitute for cash. And and so that was kind of exciting. And that, w- and that was it. So that, that's kind of how we got to where Money Pants is today. You know, it's been, it was a long journey, you know, starting off with our nine-month-old little girl and, and getting the, that parenting tape from your sister, Hannah, to, you know, discovering with our two-year-old little girl the, the, the point charts on the fridge, 
to being a little more advanced and having point charts with with rewards for filling them out to you know the people asking us hey what what's your secret <laughs> to you know then having health problems and having to leave LA and, and, and to turning it into a goal setting like yep, a, a, yep. a thing where the kids were setting goals yep. and and then that you know about several years ago we had the dishonest business partner and then you know all the nonsense that came with that but then you know those that silver lining um, which you know we were able to to use what we learned during that dark time to make the app even better and the program even better and now we have now we have an app and it it's and the program is all digital and it, it's really cool and really effective and and that brings us to today where and I, I want to be very clear money pants is a work in progress money pants is to the best of our knowledge, the best of, of what we have learned with our 15 children and 20 years of trying to implement this, Money Pants is the system that we have today. I'm sure there will be improvements in the future, but I like to think that we've latched onto some core correct principles that, that override all the decisions that we make. And we're right now we're just in the tweaking phase of, of making sure that all the little things, all the things work. And I guess to, to wrap this up, Hannah, the, the big question would be, how cool would it be if we had had this 20 years ago? Where would we be today? How cool would it have been if you and I had had this complete system 20 years ago? Yeah. It, it Instead of having have, to develop it. Yeah, it's taken me 20 years to get to this point. And I'm watching like one, one of my brothers. Um, he's He does money pants with his kids. And I'm watching them develop all these, t- his young kids. And they're developing like all their talents and abilities. And my brother's developing his talents. And I'm watching and I'm a, a little bit amazed because I, I think he's actually doing a better job than I ever did. And I'm I'm watching it and I'm like a little bit jealous though too. I'm like, I wish I had had that when I was, you know, when, you know, 20 years ago, yeah. I wish I yeah. had had this. And so when I think of other parents, I'm usually thinking, wow, you're more energetic than I am. You're smarter than I am. You have all these talents. You have all these abilities. You have more time than I do. You have, you know, all these things that I don't have. If you were to take money pants and and go, you would you would go further than than I could. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's the hope, actually. And so, yeah, that's the idea. Is hey, look, it took us all this time and effort to get to this point. Take it from here and go with it. Go do amazing things. Yeah, go yeah. do amazing things. And so, I mean. There you have it. That, th- those are the the ten key moments that that from our crazy wacky lives that that led to how money pants came to be. If you like what you hear in this podcast, please tell your friends. They may want to listen to. We may answer a question that they are currently struggling with. And if you have a suggestion for a future podcast, go to our website under support and click contact us. Send us an email and we'll get right on it. And that's it for today. Enjoy once again our mystery guest composition. We'll see you next time. Unlock your superpowers. Ooh, I have superpowers? 
Me too! 